0: If you predicted a dose of sanity instead of additional chaos on Friday, sorry to disappoint, you're getting more chaos. Uh, We still don't know where Alexis Lafreniere will go because we don't know who holds the top selection because the winner of Friday's NHL Draft Lottery was a placeholder team. Today, we break down what happened, try to predict the next chapter of this complex season that never ends, and how Friday's results affect seven teams trying to turn things around. Episode 225 of the Lace em Up Podcast starts right now. And now it's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Ellsworth.
1: I'm Brad Uh,
0: Before uh, we carry on with the big news of the day, we'll talk briefly about some of the other big news that happened this week. Uh, the hub cities list narrowed down even further. Vancouver, the front runner by many in terms of Canadian markets, uh, has bowed out of the race. That leaves, at last check, Toronto, Edmonton, the LA Kings, the Vegas Golden Knights, and Chicago yeah. as uh, the remaining hub cities. Uh, also, the Hall of Fame class for 2020 has been unveiled. We'll probably talk about that next week. And Seattle hasn't named their new team, but they have named the arena of uh, the NHL team that will be housed there. It'll be called the Climate Pledge Arena. Yes, yeah, very weird, I know. Uh, but that's a very interesting concept. Apparently, they're going to try and turn the rainwater into ice for the rink. It's a pretty interesting concept. I'm sure they're many articles about that. So uh go check it out if you want more info on that, uh Brett. But uh, just quickly, uh what are your thoughts on those uh events yeah. that happened this week outside
1: of the... oh, outside of the draft. Yeah, I mean I'm I kind of forgot about the Seattle team, to be honest. So um <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's kind of cool too that uh Seattle's like known for their rain and stuff. So um yeah, it is kind it of cool that they're there. gonna um, they're gonna incorporate that. I wonder if that could be like. I know it's there's a delay on the actual name, um, so I wonder if there's gonna be. Um, I wonder if like the team name will incorporate rain in there. Maybe like the Seattle Rain. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so or the so Se- cool. Seattle
0: Thunder, but yeah. I don't know if the the lightning will be a fan of that. But we'll also,
1: play. the um, if you know. Well, see, No, that I don't think that would work. Just because it might be uh, bad memories for any Seattle Supersonics fans. Uh, so I don't know if you necessarily want to okay. do that. Okay,
0: the Seattle Raincatchers. It is that is what yeah.
1: bring to it. I will say though that it is pretty cool that uh, Seattle has three major teams right now, um, yep. and they have the uh, uh, the Manners, the uh, I'm blanking the Seahawks. And yep. the Sounders, although, you know, you could argue that the MLS isn't really a professional, I mean, it is a professional sport, but isn't as popular as the other four. Um, if
0: they had the Super Sonic yep. still in the NBA, that would be another one.
1: True. Um, but, and it, and it incorporates with what I'm about to say is all all three of those teams, and the Sonics as well, they all have or had the same team colors, kind of like, what Pittsburgh has with their professional teams, so they all yeah. have like that green and that yellowish color, um, but particularly that green, that bright green, they all have that in their um, in their color scheme. So I kind of would like that in their uh, in their new uniforms or something like that. I know the Seahawks um, like use more of a blue um, and the manners. Like use more of like a tealish green, but I, I kind of want to see them all use that green. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, in terms of like the host cities, I just I don't know. I um, I'm getting a I'm at like a fifteen percent chance that this is this thing's actually going to happen. But um, <laughs> given this more recent news, I feel like there's more of an incentive for the NHL to get this underway um so i don't know maybe maybe there's uh i don't know um we'll see how it goes i i i have a couple of vancouver fans who belong to a couple of my leagues and they were excited that vancouver could have been the host city but i guess they're like all right i guess i guess we're not going to do this so i don't know
0: It, it was more along the lines of what happens if a player tests positive i think that was more or less where the divide was yeah where the government of B C and, and the Canadian government and um the the NHL were at odds and BC wasn't willing to compromise for the NHL and right. uh, the NHL realized, so well, there are two other Canadian markets and Edmonton is also pretty keen. Yeah. So both sides uh pretty much uh decided to, to give it up at that point. Right. And uh look elsewhere. So, I guess
1: I kind of have an issue. I don't
0: don't blame no. it. I don't blame anyone for standing by their principles at all.
1: I kind of have an issue with the fact that there's going to be one host city that's currently in the playoffs. Um, so I'd be more, I think you mentioned that LA is, uh, still in consideration. So yeah, be, they
0: are, but ca- California is one of those areas right. where, uh, COVID uh, reigns supreme. So, yeah, so I don't know if that necessarily. Right. I was about place. to
1: mention that. I'm not sure if it would work if it's like that, but like, just because, like, it would be weird to have it, even if it's like Edmonton and Toronto that are relatively safe, as from what I understand, um, like it still would feel weird considering that Edmonton and Toronto are in these playoffs, and I feel like it would give them that advantage. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily like that, where um, where you're giving it an advantage from what host city you have, but. I guess it's like, what are you gonna do when more than half of the league is in this playoff format anyway? So um, it would be well, tough. Yeah, to and do that. I
0: think part part of the advantage is home ice, and yeah. the fans make that home ice. And without fans, in stands, the only thing the team has is, you know, maybe get a lucky bounce off the boards and you benefit a few goals. But other True. than that, not much of an advantage. right? I guess
1: so, but it's I guess it's more familiarity. Um, on the home team's part. Like, all the players know where they are. I guess it would would be tougher to stay away from family from that perspective, too. So maybe it's not as much of an advantage. So I don't know. Um, Anyways, uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, right now. Um, So as you may have heard, the the unpredictable has happened. The mystery team will end up getting uh, Alexis... Lefrenier or Alex, I guess they mentioned it's Alexei Lefrenier. uh, not Alexi Lefrenier. Alexi yeah. Lefrenier. so I've been saying or it Alex, wrong all or this Alex time, Lefrenier. or Alex Lefrenier. Even. but I've been saying it wrong all this time, I thought it was Alexis, um, so I'll have to get used to that, um, which is funny too, because Frenier is probably harder to pronounce than Alexis, um, or yeah. Alexei. Anyways. The mystery team will get Lafreniere and it's what we've both been um fearing um the Los Angeles Kings get number two the Sens get three and five and the Red Wings end up with the fourth pick even though the Sens and the Red Wings were the two worst teams in the league by far um but so they they get screwed here a bit but we'll talk about that in a second um but on that note, I am kind of relieved because I was fearing that the the uh, Byfield and Lafreniere were going to be in the um, on the Senators and the Red Wings, and it still could happen that um, Lafreniere will be in the um, the Atlantic Division if like Montreal ends up getting him or Toronto uh, ends up getting him, but uh, yeah, at fair least. Enough or Florida. Yeah, that's the other team. Um, but I, I think, I mean, and that will be even scarier, especially if he's on Montreal or Toronto, but, um, I, I, I'm at least happy that I don't have to worry about it. Relatively speaking, I may have to worry about it eventually, but, um, I am happy from that regard. And also I love chaos. Um, so I was rooting for chaos actually, like the more I thought about it, like, as you know, I got the you got my live reaction to, to finding out that this could be a possibility. Um, and I was negative about it, but the more I think about it, it's kind of cool. Um, I mean, it, it is going to be weird. Um, if he does end up with like one of those top teams like Pittsburgh, Edmonton, or Toronto, but at the same time, it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of cool that like uh, Lefrenier will be on a, a playoff. Team or a playoff bubble team, so um, I kind of like that aspect of it.
0: I should also mention on the asterisk: um, what happens if the play-in rounds don't even happen? Yeah, and they're not even played. Uh, TSN insider Bob McKenzie said, "If the play, if the return to play format does not occur, the play-in games don't happen. The teams with the eighth to fifteenth lowest points percentage at the time the season was paused." would have an equal 12.5% chance at getting first overall. Um, Keep in mind, though, not all those teams may have their own first-round pick, although for the most part, uh, most of those teams will have the chance uh, to get uh, first overall um, and get their pick this
1: year. This is also a good time to mention that even currently, all eight of these teams will get the same uh, percentage of getting Mm -hmm. Lafreniere. So even still, but it's just a matter of the fact that Edmonton, Nashville, Vancouver and Calgary and Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders and the Maple Leafs won't um, have a chance at getting them, which would be Yeah, if
0: the eight through 15 happens. So um, at the time of the pause, teams eight through 15 in terms of points percentage league wide are Montreal at eighth. Chicago nine, Arizona ten, Minnesota eleven, Winnipeg twelve, New York Rangers thirteen, Florida fourteen, Columbus
1: fifteen. Yep. Uh, so so we have here. Um. So first, I guess our first question is: is what is the best case and what is the worst case for that the teams that could get Lafreniere? Let's start off on a positive note and and talk about the best case scenario for who would get Lafreniere. Um, so I have here, according to Dom LeCisions, who has the first overall pick odds, um, which I guess depends on like who is most likely to lose in the first round. Um, so, um, even though, because whoever loses and gets into this phase two lottery, uh, they all have equal odds, but considering that uh, he has the blue jackets having an 8% chance of getting in the Canadians getting, uh, uh, in, this is in order now, uh, Canadians, coyotes, jets, Rangers, Panthers, Blackhawks, wild. And then it gets, um, absurd if any of these teams get them, uh, Canucks, Oilers, Islanders, hurricanes, flames, predators, penguins, and maple Leafs. Um, but that doesn't mean that it, it couldn't happen. Um, and then just a reminder of the playoff matchups before we get into it. Uh, the Penguins play the Canadians. The Hurricanes play the Rangers. The Islanders play the Panthers. The Maple Leafs play the Blue Jackets. And then in the Western Conference, we have the Oilers against the, the Blackhawks, the Predators against the Coyotes. The Canucks against the Wild, and then the Flames against the Jets. Um, so, from a best case scenario, um, I think I have two two answers. Uh, from a personal standpoint of view, I would love it if he was on the Winnipeg Jets because um, he's the, that of the 12, 14 teams that are available. Sorry, sixteen teams that are available. Um, I like the Winnipeg Jets the most out of all of them. So, I would love to see that. Of course, LeFrenier being a left winger, it would be kind of a team that already has a bunch of wingers already in their system. It would be kind of pretty crazy. So, it may they may not be in the most need for him, but it would be pretty cool if they did end up getting him, um, just cuz they're my favorite team that aren't the Bruins. Um, and then um it would also be pretty cool if like a team like the arizona coyotes or the blue jackets get him just like a player that uh they can build around um and uh and that would be pretty cool from that perspective and it would just bring more attention to teams that don't get a ton of attention in the first place so that would be cool uh from like a hockey fan point of view i think i i have to say the rangers um There There would be nothing, um, or I guess the Canadians as well. It's like the league is better when the Montreal's, when the Montreal Canadians are good and the Rangers are good. And this would immediately make them really good and watchable at the same time if they aren't watchable already. Um, so I, um, I'm rooting for the Rangers just for, I'm rooting for the Rangers and the Jets. Um, and the Rangers, more for hockey reasons, as well as it would make my dad happy, who's a Rangers fan. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, just from like a hockey point of view, I think if Lafreniere is as good as he is expected to be, uh, he could turn this franchise around for the Rangers. And they're already pretty good, too, with uh, Panarin, uh, Shesterkin, and um, Truba, Fox, Zabinajad. Uh, so, so they would be pretty good even still, um, but it would probably mean that they would have to make some moves to trade like Crider in a couple of years or something like that. But, um, yeah, that would be, um, I think those would be my two best case options.
0: Yeah. And in terms of best case options, uh, Arizona, just because I want the Taylor Hawkers to continue. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool too. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh man, I saw that tweet by Frank Cervelli yeah. where he's like, Yes, yeah, Taylor all somehow won the draft lottery again. Yeah. Even though um in terms of points uh it would have been Vancouver and yeah. points percentage would have been Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh, team E, the which would be uh the twelfth lowest team in the NHL standings, uh that ended up getting the lucky number and like it it was it was pretty incredible to see how that team yep. um got the pick and we'll mention it later. But yeah, just just a young superstar player, it's something that the Coyotes haven't had maybe even once in their history. Like, Shane Doan, I guess, would have been the closest thing to that. And Phil Kessel's pretty good, but he's in his prime. Um, they they need a young star like Lafreniere who plays left wing. And if they're not going to be able to keep Taylor Hall in the offseason, you know what? That's not a bad option for right. left wing to replace. For sure. So it'd be nice it, for- it,
1: might, it would be a good incentive for Taylor Hall to continue on the – on the team as well, but, yeah, I don't know. Although, I guess since they're both left-wingers, it would be kind of tough, um, because they may, I guess they would be on the same line in a power play, or you can move Taylor Hall around, Um, but, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Winnipeg and Calgary would be interesting, but, like, you know they have a load of options on the wings too yeah. so i'd rather see them in a different option minnesota has been starving for oh, yeah, that's another elite one. star power for a while i would kind of like to see minnesota yeah, get them especially when they're in a situation where parise and sewer making up most of their cap they can't really improve in terms of the free agency front yeah so like drafting's the only way they can do that and they've been they haven't they've been not great but they've been good but they haven't been bad enough to really get a player like lafreniere
1: so right.
0: it would be a nice boost if, if they ended up uh, getting him um i would i would also love to see the islanders get him simply because barzell and lafreniere would make a nice duo yeah, and it would be nice. it, it would be a good reward for the last couple of years of positive change from the front office yeah, to the coaching nice staff the on-ice product sure. Um, everything's been on the up and up there.
1: Carolina um, would be nice too. Yeah.
0: Carolina would just be as intriguing as the Rangers with the star yeah. power they have, and what what Carolina's had to go through their fan base and everything. It would bring attention to
1: them, like I was saying with Arizona and Columbus as well. So
0: yeah, my, probably in terms of like in, in terms of like teams that I hope good karma comes their way, Columbus yeah. is at the top of the list. Yep. Like they lost so many talent. They had, they lost so much talent, proper grammar in free agency last year. They yep. overcame a monster amount of injuries, and they somehow find themselves here, uh, with or without this twenty fourteen format. They would have been close, if not in the playoffs. Yep. So, they deserve Alexis Lafreniere more than anything, um, just based on how they've been able to rally around each other. Um, in in terms of Vancouver gang Lafreniere, I'd love to see it. Like. Him, Peterson, Besser, Quinn, Hughes on the power play for the next five to ten years would just be absurd. Um, Florida, same thing. Um, like you know, if you want a if you want to bring fans in the stands, a superstar player like Lafreniere would certainly do that. Yeah. Um, I think the most ideal scenario for player and fan base, and I know you're gonna hate it, but it's Montreal. Yeah. Um, like a guy that probably cheered for the Habs his entire life
1: French Canadian
0: yeah French Canadian superstar which they haven't had since the days of Belliveau and the Richard brothers and Gila Lafleur. they haven't had a guy that scored 40 goals in a season for perfect, the last yeah. few decades who's led the league in scoring who's yep. been a superstar player and he's not a number one center so they will still <laughs> be missing that but at least he's a superstar player that the fans will love to see And when Montreal is doing well, the NHL is doing well. So outside of Columbus, I'm hoping Montreal gets them.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you kind of spoiled my worst-case scenario, but uh, (laughs) it's okay. Um, Yeah, I was going to say that I guess it's a perfect time to go into the worst-case scenario, but that was a good list. I will say, though, on a best-case scenario, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, Vancouver, I love this Vancouver team. So um, it would be cool to have Lafreniere and Pedersen on like the same line. That would be nuts. <laughs> um, I think that would be exciting to see. And I think like it would be the best center-left winger combo for a while. Um, so I, I would love to see that as well, even though it pains me as a Bruins fan. Um, <laughs> having said all that. Worst case scenario. I was going to have you say your worst case scenario, but since you led right into it, uh, Montreal, I
0: have a, I have a few others to add, yeah, but of course. Um, I think you, you go on with, you
1: go on with yours. Okay. okay.
0: No Montreal's
1: right. I now. mean, I think we have similar worst case scenarios after I talk about Montreal. <laughs> um, okay. so from, um, so I, if I do the same thing as what I said with the best case scenario, where, for personal reasons, um, as an American Boston Bruins fan, diehard fan, mm. I would hate it if he was on Montreal, because uh, I've already learned from like the 2015 draft, you had McDavid in Edmonton, you hardly get to see him in an American market, I, I have no problem with Edmonton, but... Um, just, I would rather Edmonton be, or like, I would rather McDavid be in an American market, um, just to, because he would spread awareness for American hockey in general. So I would, I would say the same for, um, him here, uh, especially the Montreal Canadiens because, um, I hate the Montreal Canadians more than I hate the Maple Leafs. Um, I know the Maple Leafs are better, um, in recent years, but I, I don't mind them, especially since they do have Austin Matthews who I love from an American standpoint. <laughs> so, um, and I have that like 2004 feelings and I know I shouldn't as a Bruins fan, but I, I love them from a two pre 2004 Red Sox fan point of view, um, mm-hmm. where they haven't gotten the cup, but they have a rabid fan base who just wants to see their team win. So, um, I'll probably eventually get, um, sad, you know, I'll probably eventually hate them, but um, but I think that will be after they win their first cup, and I think it's inevitable, even if they don't get Lafreniere. So, um, but back to Montreal, I would just um, I don't want Montreal getting good. So I I understand it from your point of view that like it's the first French Canadian point of view that they uh, they would you know first. French-Canadian superstar that they've had in a long, 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 long time. So it'd be cool from like a historic point of view, but, and it may not even help them in the long run, considering Frenier is in a center, but it would still be, um, it would be hard to watch because I want to reefer Lefrenier, Um and I couldn't um, if he was on the Canadians. Uh, same would be said for the Maple Leafs um, as well, but like I just said, I... Don't have as much of an issue with the Maple Leafs because I guess maybe it's because the Bruins have won against the Maple Leafs, but um, it would just be um, in the past. But I I, I think um, that would be pretty cool. Um, but I would also it would I would think I would eventually hate them though. Um when when when, yeah.
0: when they when they when they overtook you and couldn't stop beating you right, I right. I you know what to add to your point about Montreal, you're right, they might have some holes now. Yeah. But wait till Romanov comes up, wait till Nick Suzuki hits a yeah. stride, wait till Cole Caulfield and Brian Paling become yeah. regulars. Or and then you, have
1: before, you haven't then even you have mentioned mean... Yeah. Yeah, and
0: then and then you have the aura of Lafreniere maybe attracting free agents. And yeah. Then it could be a different story. So you know what? You're onto something there. You're definitely onto something.
1: Yeah, and uh, and not to mention Kotkaniemi, we didn't even yeah, mention true. that. true. The whole yeah. the true wild card to all of this too. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and like Brendan Gallagher is a good player too in his Brad yeah, on way
0: he's underrated yeah he's, he's underrated. a guy that low-key uh, gets 30 goals he's yeah. had a couple of he's had at least one 300 shot season maybe come close a few years yeah. as well and he's a guy that irritates you and gets under your skin i would yeah. say brady kachuk for the sense is their brendan gallagher well he's i was
1: gonna say uh brad marchand is the more accurate also actor. brad marchand
0: yeah
1: um and then uh Oh, and also, I would I know that N and Max Domi haven't been as good as expected, but they can. St- I I still believe yeah, in them still too. Good. So they're still good players. So, yeah, I think. Um, so I I wouldn't like it from that point of view. And as an Ottawa Senators fan, I feel like the Canadian. You think of the Canadians like I think of the Maple Leafs. So because you the Senators beat the Canadians back in the day and during the playoffs. So I think it, you would have a different tune if. And vice versa for the Maple Leafs where you guys, the Maple Leafs always beat the Sanders back in the day in the playoffs. Yep. And the yep, Canadians. This, there were the times
0: moves. where Ottawa so, could have a team that goes to the final
1: four, maybe yeah. in the
0: finals. And the Maple Leafs ruined it yep. every single time because uh-huh. of good goaltending. And they had their star players uh, like Matt Sundin. Yep. And that's why I don't want Toronto getting Lafreniere because you think it's tough beating them when you have to face Matthews and yeah. Tavares and Marner? You add Lafreniere to that when Ottawa's good. Yep. They still might not beat the Leafs.
1: Right. Um. So <laughs> yeah. Um. And I have
0: which the, is why I want Lafreniere on the
1: Habs. So he. I have, have played for the Leafs. But I have the same feeling about Montreal. It's like they always have our number. It's like yeah. it doesn't even matter how good Montreal is against other teams. They always have our number we can't seem to beat them except for that one time in 2011. So it's like, it's annoying. That 2014 team, especially where we had like one of the best teams. um, And then uh, we lost to them in the first round in Montreal. So, um, so yeah, Uh, I, I,
0: and you can't count out.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It was was the second round.
0: Montreal beat Tampa
1: in the first round. Then they beat Boston. You're right. That was the second round, but like still, it was still tough. Maybe it was tough because the, the digest, Bruins were were a better win. team all year, and then they lost to Montreal that year. So, yeah. I, I it it was just a reminder that no matter how bad you think Montreal is, they they have a chance to upset uh, a team as good as the Bruins were that year. So, um, mm-hmm. I I don't like I don't like that. Um, other teams, and I think these are going to be the same for you: uh, yep. the Penguins, the Oilers. Yep. And the Blackhawks uh, would be my three. Um, The Oilers and the Penguins, uh, purely because they've already won the generational talent uh, award lottery already. They already have generational talents in their team. It would just be unfair. Uh, The team that had Wayne Gretzky and McDavid on their team also gets Lafreniere unfair penguins you could say the same with uh crosby and uh lemieux back in the day so um it would be unfair for that point of view um especially with the oilers i mean the one thing though with the oilers and the penguins and the maple Leafs, in fact is that they're already in cap hell and will be in cap hell for quite some time now so i know that eventually like once lefrenier gets a new deal he's they're gonna th- that team will have to make some moves which would mean that uh for any of three of those teams that they would have to win the cup in that time frame because you never know like they're gonna have to make a dumb move to to uh, make room for Lafreniere assuming he's as good as expected of course which I think he will be so um so yeah, I think that would be unfair. The Penguins have already won uh, two cups already, so it's just I I don't like that. And the Blackhawks, um, I guess it would it would I'd be able to be okay with it because they're not as good of a team as the other teams I've just mentioned. But um, I think I'm still not over that twenty thirteen Stanley Cup run. That I'm like I can't I can't take it. So um, I don't think I would like that as much because i think it would just be unfair i want them to suck even more that they've sucked before so um because like they've won three already in recent history i just i don't i don't think i feel like they should suffer even longer than that um to make room so um so yeah
0: yeah, so to, to add on to your points, um, actually, the Hawks would be at the lower end. Um, I, yeah, I I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Because they have a lot of talented players like Adam Bjogfist and, and Alec bergula waiting waiting in the wings as yeah. well. Kirby Dock as and well. Actually,
1: I mean, actually, don't get me wrong, I love Cat and Kirby Dack could be a good addition mm-hmm. for them. I don't mind Patrick Kane, although he does have a questionable history But I, on the ice. I don't mind him, but Um, I feel like just having Kane and Taze on the team, it would just be unfair. So I I don't like it.
0: See, when the Hawks are ready to hit their stride, Kane and Taze will be near the end of their career. Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, you could argue, they're already at the end of theirs. Yep. So that's why it wouldn't pay me to see Lafreniere go to the Blackhawks. Yep. For that reason, because their prime players are already nearing the end. It's the same with Pittsburgh. They might be good now, but... When Lafreniere is ready to hit his full stride, Latang, Crosby, and Malkin will all be near the end of the prime yep. of their careers. Toronto and Edmonton are the worst case scenarios because you have Matthews and Marner in their prime, coupled with Lafreniere. Then in Edmonton you have McDavid who at worst is a top three player in the league, at best the best player in the game, and and a lot of people already think he is the best player in the game. You have Seidel who's probably winning the Hart Trophy this year in the eyes of many, and is the first German-born player to win the scoring title with 110-plus points, 117. It was ridiculous how great of a season he had, especially in the second half. And then you give them Lafreniere. After all of the years, they have had the first overall pick, and if not that, a top-three pick, or a top-five, or a top-ten Please, God, do not send Lafreniere to the Oilers. I beg of you, yeah. do not let that happen. There is still time to back out. The last place I want him playing NHL hockey is Edmonton, yep. Alberta.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty bad for sure. But i That would be the worst. Yeah, that would be the worst. But I th- I don't know. I think they would still be. I would
0: still I would still cheer for him. Yeah. And I would still think it'd be awesome. But they don't need him.
1: No, you're right. I Spread mean, the
0: wolf around. Give give him to a team that needs him.
1: Right. I will say though, from an American point of view, um, I don't think I I'm rooting for every American team to get him. <laughs> so every American team, even though something. I don't mind Winnipeg, Vancouver, or Calgary, yeah. um. Or even Edmonton, but um, I just want him to be on an American team, just so that for marketing purposes. And I love hockey, and I want a bunch of American fans to love hockey too. So um, yeah, it would so be Bentley better. So every
0: American team except Pittsburgh, right?
1: Um, I actually wouldn't mind him on Pittsburgh either, but yes, you're you're right. Uh, I, I of the if American teams, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah, yes, but I. I, I would still be able to convince myself that it's okay from, from that perspective. Yes. But as
0: opposed to Toronto
1: and Edmonton, okay. ex- as opposed to Toronto and Edmonton, but yes, um, but I'd still be, I, I I still would be like unfair. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think we can yeah. all
0: agree that we're glad Tampa is not even included in this.
1: Yeah. Or Boston or, I mean, I mean, obviously yeah. I would well, love Boston, Boston, Boston to be included yeah. but yeah, Philly. Um, yeah. Or any of these other teams that couldn't... Washington, Washington. as well, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, Vegas. you're about
0: to lose Ovechkin and Backstrom, but yeah, we got the candidate, Col-
1: Michael, too. What about Colorado or St. Louis getting him? That'd Colorado be would be nuts. Yeah. Or St. Louis got him. That would be that'd be bad, too. Yeah. Um,
0: Colorado especially, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm bad,
1: still bad. bitter about St. Louis, uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I've been able to forgive Vancouver, but I haven't gotten over Chicago and St. Louis. Oh, actually, yeah. I think I know why. <laughs> but <laughs> the only two teams I've the Bruins have lost to. Um, who? Who figures? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So our next question here: What should LA do at second overall? Um. So the reason why we're asking, like, the common perspective is Quinn and Byfield is the second best player besides Lafreniere. Um. But. Quinn and Byfield is a center, um, so he could help them out. Um, so he'd help out any team, obviously, for being a center. However, the, the Kings did draft Alex Turcott last year in 2019. Um, they drafted Gabe, Gabe Vel, uh, Velarde um, in 2017. Uh, they also drafted uh, or they traded for Tyler Madden this year. Um, and, uh, also not to mention that they have Anze Kopitar already, um, in their system. So, uh, they're, they're pretty much like, if you're talking about from a positional need, center is not very top, top of the form there. Um, you could make a case that they could go for Tim Stutzel instead. Um, he does play center and he could play left wing. It seems like he is primarily a left winger, though. They you could make a case for Jamie Drysdale. Or if they want to get really, really crazy, they could go for Askaroff and get that uh, goalie uh, right away. So that would be interesting, too, if they if they go for him. But um, I think it's really between Byfield and Stutzel. Um, I would probably go with Byfield, but I could see the reasoning of going with Stutzel. Uh, Tim Stutzel instead.
0: Yeah, there's also uh, Alexander Holtz, who yep. some say it's could be the one. best goal scorer of this draft. And if there's yep. one thing the LA Kings needed when they were good, and especially need now, it's goal scoring.
1: Right. Or uh, Lucas Raymond or Marco Rossi are other options as well. So or Cole good. Perfetti. Or Cole Perfetti, yeah. That's it's another better,
0: one. But, I mean, you, you can put him on the wing, yep. you know. For sure. Or it could be real center too, you know. it. You, you could you could jig up the lines a little bit and yeah. go with the best player available. But um there are gonna be a lot of um there are gonna be a lot of good options between numbers two and ten, and there are positions that I think will come down to positional need. And um I, I think the fact that the Kings have some Depth already at center, and you didn't mention Jared Anderson, Dolan Rasmus, Capari, Nikhil Thomas when you mentioned the other guys. Uh, but they're also notable names there. Yep. Uh, Blake Lazard, too. They have Jeff Carter. Until further notice, they're probably going to have a contract. Car-
1: isn't Carter more of a right winger? I thought he was more yeah.
0: it, it says on Cat Friendly, he has experience at center, but okay. he almost could be a winger, too. But uh, speaking of wings, I think they need a bit of help there because on the yeah. left wing in their last game, their top four options were ix out there that alex follow adrian kempe trevor moore and nikolai or and on the right side their options were dustin brown and trevor lewis who've arguably aged a little bit martin firk and austin wagner you add someone like stutzel raymond and holtz yep. it could be monster additions for them uh, their defense also needs work um sure Dale Clegg could be something. Sure, they have Sean Dursey in the system in terms of future defensemen. But at the moment, on the left side of their blue line, you have Ben Hutton, Mikey Anderson, and Curtis McDermott. On the right side, Drew Doughty, Matt Roy, Sean Walker. Yeah, A a well-rounded defenseman like Jimmy Drysdale, projected top 10 pick, maybe projected top 5, could fit their needs. Um, And... It wouldn't surprise me if they went in any of those directions. I don't think they should take Askarov because they have Cal Peterson in the system.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair.
0: And also, although I
1: don't know, I, I think, think- Askarov. I mean, yeah, I would. I probably wouldn't do him second overall, but like, I he is better than Peterson. <laughs> uh, if you
0: tr- if you trade it, I do like you,
1: Peterson too. Uh, yeah.
0: If you trade it down to draft like later in the first round, maybe yeah. the later part of the top yeah, ten pick, fair. and you get a second, then. Maybe That's you totally take fair. that, but I think there are better options for them to take than Askarov. That's so fair. I don't expect them to draft Askarov. Totally
1: fair. um And you mentioned—I uh I don't know if you mentioned—but Lucas Raymond is another option too.
0: Yeah, I did mention Lucas Raymond, yeah. and I heard on TSN 1200. I think they were talking to a couple of Swedish scouts because the Sens have had some very good Swedish yep. players playing for them in recent memory, and they True. said. Don't count out these Swedish guys, though they're yeah. pretty good. So, so um, yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, the Kings, especially the record with good European players like Opatar, if, yeah. if they went off the board and, and took one of these guys pretty early. Yeah,
1: I will say though that of the non Lefrenier players, it seems like Byfield and Stutzel have the best opportunity to be good right away. Yeah. Um, and it's like a 50 50 on who could be either one. So, I think. Um, I would probably given the positional need, I think you can make a case for Tim Stutzel instead of Byfield. Um and uh Yeah, so I think I would go and Stutzel plays left wing as well as a center. So if even if you do decide to make him a center, you could do that too, but uh he could play on the wing. So I think that's like the difference maker there um Mm. or you could like move byfield or you can move like turcott or someone um velardi into a winger if if need be but um i i I don't know i think i would lean more towards stutzel just because of that uh positional need. but it would be hard to pass up on Byfield at the same time so i don't know um yeah
0: the, the Kings are going to get a very good player. We do right know that. either way. It won't be Lafreniere, but it should be a very good
1: player. I don't know. I think it is something to think about for sure. That like, like you may think that uh, Byfield is the second, like the consensus, consensus, uh, consensus number two pick, but mm-hmm. um, it may not be. I think I saw one person who even had Byfield ahead of Lafreniere, Cam Robinson. So it could be possible that. The the Kings would be making a mistake if they don't go for Byfield, but um, I might go with Stutzel just from a positional need, maybe. Um, It
0: depends. I've I've even seen people rank Byfield outside of the top five. Yeah,
1: that'd be crazy too. um,
0: I don't know about that, but that just goes to show you how close picks two and ten are. Right, exactly. You you can make a case for any of those guys to be in the top
1: three. So that takes us to our next question here is, uh, so the real... Team, I mean, other than the Sharks who got really screwed here, uh, the, the Red Wings and the Senators actually got screwed here too because they were the two worst teams and uh, they didn't end up getting either Lafrenier or Byfield if that happens. Uh, so the Sens got the third pick, I guess that was the Sharks pick. Uh, yep. that turned out to thank be the so Thank you, Eric pick. Carlson. So thank that you, pick Eric Carlson. Is the top
0: three.
1: Yep, and then uh, the Red Wings get number four and then the Sens get number five um so so yeah that was uh that would be uh, by the way that would be nuts if the sharks ended up getting like stutzel or byfield um so first off we'll talk about the red wings because i feel like i want to save the the quote unquote best for last or um because you're i'm sure you'll have a spiel about it but um I want to say the Red Wings, yes, they had one of the worst seasons post-lockout era. Um, And yes, they should get Lafreniere because the worst team gets the worst player. However, this is a team that had the benefit of having Nicholas Lindstrom, Steve Geiserman, um, uh, Brandon Shanahan, Brett Hull, I don't know. Name it. I, I'm blanking on all the other guys. Datsuk. A, Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, yeah, Hasek. Uh, I think I don't know. I, I'm. I apologize. i look at. Sergey Fedorov. Oh, Fedorov. That's who I was thinking of. I, I knew I was missing someone obvious. <laughs> um, this is a team that, like, and they. Not to mention, they've made the playoffs for 20 straight years. That's, like, impossible to do now. Like, every team is doing, like, rebuilds and all that stuff. So, it's impossible.
0: They also, won, they also won four cups in that time frame, too. That, too.
1: So, like, yeah, it does suck for them because they've had a they had a terrible season this year. But just considering if you take a look at their history, it's impossible to feel bad for them. So, uh, I do not feel bad for them just considering that fact that they got to see a lot of those guys. And that was like recent history. Those were all in like a 20 year span of all those guys I just listed. So uh, do not worry about the Red Wings from that perspective. They're going to be fine, especially with Stevie Yizerman now as a yep. general manager. Number four is a, like, as we just listed, there's a bunch of guys like there's about 10 guys um, who aren't named Lefrenier, who could be a really good player in this draft. That's how deep it is. So in, they'll get a good recent, player.
0: In recent years, uh, Mitch Marner, who just got a lot of money, yep. drafted fourth overall by the Leafs in 2015.
1: And also like they have, uh, Larkin, Mantha, Zadina should be pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. they have, they drafted Mort Sider last year. So yeah uh they should be pretty good um yep. so even Tyler, with this and, that yeah. mix, and then if well. you add maybe like uh if if the sends and the la pass up on like byfield for some reason or if they pass up on stutzel for some reason they could end up with him or and to keep the german thing going or they could get like raymond or holtz or rossi or perfetti um
0: or Drysdale,
1: because they, dry they need too. defensemen. Yeah, so I think they'll, they'll be in good shape um, regardless. Um, and Mantha is coming back from injury. Zadina is coming back from injury, too, so they'll be fine. Um, okay, so now we go to the Ottawa Senators, um, and I'll let you talk before I, I give my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, before we talk about the Ottawa Senators, I do want to mention the Detroit Red Wings, sure. because um, – don't be surprised if this is a first, uh, the first, the team with the best odds getting screwed because in three of the past four years, the team with the best odds lost all three lotteries. Wow. This has happened three times in the past four years. Twice happened to Colorado. Wow. And who did they get? Kale McCarr and Bowen and Byram.
1: True. So, so they yeah.
0: still got good players out of that. So I'm not too, too sorry for the Red Wings. In fact, uh, if you take a look at, like, all of the mystery teams combined. Although,
1: I should mention, though, that, that the year they got Bo and Byram, they were a playoff team that year. So yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that
1: that was uh, what oh, that good. that's your point. Like, the, the yeah. last okay, – Yeah. Got it. And they it. were
0: fourth overall picks. Yeah. And before, in between that, 2018, I Ottawa drafted Brady chuck, who was also pretty good, too. Right. So, again, like I said, fourth overall – selecting fourth overall isn't necessarily a death sentence – you can yep. still get good players. Like, Eli- Elias Peterson was fifth overall, too.
1: Jesse so Puglia. Although, to be fair, Puglia was a fourth overall pick in 2016. Yeah,
0: let's let's, let's focus on the, the players that picked <laughs> All right, out at we fourth can do overall that. before we talk about, uh, oh, yeah, this guy also went
1: fourth. Mitch over. Marner. I'm just going back to past drafts. Yeah, Mitch yeah, Marner is exactly. another one. Let's, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, we focus on the positives here. Don't focus believe... on the Alex Deggs. Just focus oh, on the positives here. Yeah, okay. Um, but... But yeah, like like there have been there have been some unlucky scenarios with the Red Wings and they've fallen down the draft lottery uh, for the past couple of years now and they haven't necessarily gotten the best pick when they probably deserve the best pick. So Jones know is
1: another one. Sorry. Go yeah. on. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but yeah, um I I think you know with with the right people in place which the Red Wings do have in Steve Eisman. I have full confidence that they're going to turn this team around without the services of Alexis Lafreniere simply because um they they just they just have they just have a knack of of getting good. Like people forget before Steve Eisman came to town as a player, the Detroit Red Wings were like the Pittsburgh Penguins, desperate for wins. And not winning often and not generating enough fans. Like, there was a time in the 80s where they were called the Deadwings. They were mm-hmm. that terrible. And then they started to get good. They started to make the playoffs. They had, you know, their first-round disappointments and all that stuff. But then they started to get good. And they got consistently good. They had the team character. And then they couldn't be stopped. And they took off. Yeah. And, they, and they started to build a dynasty. Like this this draft lottery is is all about luck like you look at the team that got lafreniere after balls nine ten and two were drawn for the first overall pick the Sens owned the most potential winning combinations on the last ball they had four detroit had two three other teams had one team e had one team e hit on its only possible number at that point that's how close the game of luck is and you know what sometimes hockey lotteries in general are just not fair like crosby in 05 yep. it was the 30 team lottery detroit who was so good at that time could have lucked their way into crosby ottawa that was such a force could have had a top 10 pick and they did i think they got six overall that year you know pittsburgh got that pick on luck so again to anyone who says oh you know this 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 whole lottery system is rigged we need to get rid of it it's stupid it's dumb You know what? There have been been several instances where the first overall pick maybe isn't the best pick in the draft and a team gets to steal a few picks later, you know? So the first overall pick, the value of that first overall pick depends on who you choose to select with that pick. And if the Red Wings make the right choices, they'll be fine. The reality is that fourth overall, you'll probably have the likes of Cole Perfetti available and Jamie Drysdale or Alex Holtz, Marco Rossi, Lucas Raymond, maybe even Quentin Byfield if he falls a few spots like you mentioned. Um, and they're weak in a lot of departments, they could use any any one of those players. So um, maybe Yaiserman goes with the best player available, maybe he goes on positional need. And I was looking through the Red Wings roster and as much as they desperately need more offense, they need goaltending more. Yeah. They're, when we went through their prospect list, Brett, when it comes sure. to signed prospects or unsigned prospects, nothing really stuck out to me in terms of the goaltending department. Detroit's future progress is going to be held back by goaltending if they don't address it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Do not be surprised if they go with Askarov at number four. Do not be surprised. Oh, if oh. Iserman makes a bull game. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that's Last
0: year he did it already, so that's good point.
1: They Askerf could do that. but
0: at number four wouldn't surprise me at all. Right, so that, yeah. That's my that's my take on the Red Wings. Okay.
1: Yeah, I could see that too, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe the Kings won't do it, but I could see Detroit or even Ottawa, which you're about to talk about, take Asker off. Um, We'll see.
0: Uh, in terms, in terms of the sense, because um, this is a team I follow a lot, as most of you know, uh, I don't think they'll take Askarov because they already have a lot of young goalies yep. like Decord, uh, Mandlies, and Sogard that had great major junior years recently. Yeah. Um, and Hogberg has NHL potential, so I don't think um, necessarily what they need is Askarov. I think what they need is a number one center. Yep. And when they select third overall. There will be at least two maybe three depending on what happens with byfield they will have their option of if byfield's around him but they will have the option of marco rossi and cole perfetti they can't go wrong with either of those picks cole perfetti is a smart playmaker with a good shot he can pile up the goals Um, he's got the offensive tools of the trade marco rossi is a very interesting player yep because not only can he pile up the assists he is excellent in terms of two-way play in terms of his defensive style of the game he takes great pride in that um his head coach when marco rossi was a rookie um the 67s head coach andre Turingi, uh was holding like a coach's clinic i mentioned it before in the podcast right and he had a, a bunch of 67s clips of his players making good plays and Rossi was mentioned frequently in that collage of plays that um, that he brought forth at his coaching meeting and in terms of Marco Rossi's compete level at practice it's also way way up there and part of the reasons why the 67's practices were so good is because Marco Rossi dictated the pace right yeah. off the hop he competes in practice and I think the Ottawa Senators, in order to become a good team again, they need to be the best at a lot of things. They Mm -hmm. need to have one of the best front offices in the league. They need to have competence in uh, the front office. They need to have competence on the bench. And they need to have competent, good young players. Yep. And when you have guys that can compete in practice and dictate the play, that is how you become a good team. When you have good players that compete game in and game out like you look at the red wings and how good they were it's because they had the best players in a lot of areas and when other players are trying to beat you in practice and you say i want to beat this guy in practice i want to get better when you beat that guy and that guy is one of the best at his craft in the league collectively you have a very 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 good team that is very tough to play against, no matter who you're facing on the other side. Right. So, I wonder if that character is going to give Marco Rossi an inside track, um, in terms of who the Sens pick in number three. But right. either Perfetti and Rossi, I'd be happy with. I I'd be happy with Byfield as well. But Rossi is an intriguing player. Um, what I, about? I just, hope, I just hope he pans out well in the NHL. I hope he has a good career. And I think, fe- and...
1: yeah. I figure you've been very high on Marco Rossi, so I knew yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Especially yeah. with the Ottawa connection too, where he's a 67, and it would be cool to have him on the uh, the pro team as well. That would be pretty cool. But the thing that for the the thing that would be bad for Rossi or Perfetti is that they're both five nine, and I feel like t- uh, teams. Like size, I mean, we've talked about that before. Size hasn't been a huge factor in the past, but I feel like for a center, you need to, them to be a little bit taller than five nine. Um, so I I feel like they um, that might I feel like Marco Rossi especially because uh, he's five nine and a half, um, whereas Perfetti is five nine and a qu- uh, three quarters. Um, yeah. I think um, it makes sense that. Mar- Marco Rossi will be turned into a winger, um, so I, I, I like I just according to scouts they say that he's probably going to be a winger in the NHL instead of a center. So uh, you have to take that to, for what it's worth. But
0: um, yeah, um, yeah, and and that's, that's another thing when you talk about his size. Um, yeah. I've seen a couple of clips on Twitter of guys trying to take down Marco Rossi True. on the corners, and
1: they've yeah. actually gotten the worst of it. Yeah, that's Marco that's Rossi also a fair point. Because I've been seeing like scouts also say that like he has this edge to his game that he plays like he's six foot five even though he's mm-hmm. five foot nine so he plays like a Brad Marchand type of thing but Brad Marchand is a winger so it's like uh, you yeah. have to take that with for what it's worth as well. Um, I noticed that you didn't say Tim Stutzel's name. Um, is everything yeah, right?
0: So, so, so here's the things so. The first player I want them to draft is a guy that plays center. Okay. So that's why I mentioned Byfield, Rossi, and Perfetti. But
1: Stutzel has played center in the German league. Mm Mm-hmm. So...
0: A a part of me hopes that he'll still be available at number five. We'll see. Uh, In terms of the number five, it would be great if they got one of Holtz, Raymond, or Stutzel because I like what they bring to the table. Yeah. It would also not surprise me if they went with Drysdale because even though... They already have the likes of Shabbat and Branstrom and Max LeJoy, yep. Jacob Bernard, Docker, Lassie Thompson. Um, they need well-rounded defensemen, guys that play team defense. Um, if Jamie Drysdale is a very good two-way defenseman, I wouldn't be surprised if yep. Pierre Dorian takes him. They also have um, the Islanders' first-round pick, which, assuming they don't win the lottery, will probably be in anywhere between like 10 and 20 probably in the first round. And there's a lot of depth there. So maybe someone like Jack Quinn's draft stock falls and they're able to get him in the later stages of round one. So there's also that pick and play too, which I'm interested. Yeah. But I, the guy I don't want pick in the top five, there are two names. Yaroslav Askarov, because he's not in a position of need for Ottawa. And... Jake Sanderson. And I know they have talked about this guy. His draft stocks been rising recently. I hear shutdown defensemen. There are a lot of other players that Ottawa could use more of to pass on guys like Perfetti and Rossi to select Jake Sanderson like fifth overall. I think that would be a bad move by Dorian. If they get someone like Askarov or Um, Sanderson with the Islanders pick in the mid to late stages of the first round, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with taking a chance on that, but they can't go that route with picks three and five. That would be a bad play.
1: Cool. Um, So I guess now it's my time. Um, So uh, I I will say, though, when I was watching the lottery, I I never thought I would be rooting for Ottawa because I've known you for a long time now um and we talked and i know how much you love ottawa so i was rooting for you to have something to cheer about um so i, I was hoping like it would be really and especially it would be kind of cool i know that ottawa's in my division and they have given the bruins trouble in the past during the playoffs so um so i probably would have i probably will eventually hate them if ottawa starts getting good but um i was kind of rooting for a lefrenie byfield uh one and two position for the senators but um that didn't happen is it just for the novelty of it but um again like the red wings i i don't feel too bad for them because three and five is uh definitely not bad and something that um is pretty special in its own right Um sure you're not going to get lafreniere and there is a a small chance you'll uh get byfield but i would assume the kings would take byfield i know I ju- what i just said but um <laughs> assuming lafreniere and byfield are gone you have a choice of stutzel uh perfetti raymond drysdale holtz rossi even jack quinn sanderson asker that's like um anton Lindell. that's 10 guys um, and you guarantee to have two of those guys um, that's a pretty good position to be in and someone that can help your team in the long run um, that will help your team yeah in the long run so um, I think it will be helpful I know Melnick is probably the worst owner um, in the NHL which is stiff competition with James Dolan and Jeremy Jacobs in the league but um, Melnick is one of the worst owners but this should still help them in their rebuild especially when you have uh, Brady Kachuk already there, Shabbat, who's still pretty young, um, and you have uh, Drake Batherson, who should be a good player, and I think there's a couple of other ones but um, um, that I'm missing out on. But Branstrom, so I think the Ottawa Senators are in good shape, even though they might not get Lafreniere or Byfield. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, in terms of who they should get, um, I think I see what you're saying in terms of, like, positional need. So maybe they do get – they go with a a center um, if Byfield's not available. Um, However, I think they should go with Stutzel if Byfield's taken um, just because Stutzel can play center. (laughs) So I think they should go – so like the reverse reason for for LA is LA needs a um doesn't needs a winger so you have Stutzel who can play wing and then you have for Ottawa who needs a center you can have you can just move Stutzel to, to be a center there so I think that could work out that way um and then maybe I mean and I feel like if Stutzel is available at four Detroit will take him just because of that German connection because they took Mort Sider the year before. So I, I don't think Stutzel will be available at five, but of course you take him at five if, if he's available. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of Marco Rossi at five with the Ottawa 67s. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but I, I, as I mentioned before with you, I, I think Rossi will eventually be a winger. Um, so I don't know if that will necessarily be the best option but um or you could go with Cole Perfetti and another option that I don't think you've thought of but it'd be pretty cool if Holtz and Raymond were on the same team uh just having the two Swedes together um and that and and that worked out pretty well for the Vancouver Canucks back in the day so um, uh of course um, they're not related but that would be pretty cool just from a novelty standpoint
0: they're also um pretty strong connections between ottawa and this swedish hockey club yep. named Frölunda. yep and by connections i mean they've selected franchise players out of there so it wouldn't surprise me if, if they got a swedish talent so uh, for that reason
1: uh remind the audience and i mean and by audience i mean me <laughs> um who uh was who played for Frölunda, who's a famous and that you're referring to, I
0: believe, Eric Carlson and Daniel Alfredson.
1: Oh, okay. So, that is that would be pretty nice. Let me let me check that out, but yeah. Um, yeah, Frolunda has had a pretty pretty good success, if I remember. I feel like there was another t- player that's been good that went to Frolunda, but um, okay. Um, let's see here. I'm sure
0: if you, I'm sure. Yep, I'm Carlson sure
1: went to Frolunda. Yeah, um, and Alfredson uh, also went to Frolanda. Let's see here. But yeah, that would be quite good company. That that is a good point too. That like, sends do do well with uh, Swedes. So um, yeah, it would also be pretty cool too, considering that. A part of the reason why they even have two picks is because of Eric Carlson. So, like, they could continue the Swedish connection even further. Um, So, yeah, uh, I think that about does it. Unless you have any more thoughts. Um,
0: Uh, Yeah, for for the most part, uh, this top ten is gonna be pretty interesting. um, Yep. Because you also have um, guys like uh, Jack Quinn who have also had their draft stock rise in the in the past couple of years. I don't necessarily think they'll be top 5 or top 10 picks, but yep. like even for the even for like teams like Buffalo, they should have good picks. Uh, another another team that I'm really keen on um watching is the Devils because um they made that trade with right. they made that trade with um
1: Carolina. Oh no, Arizona. Uh,
0: well, no they made that trade with arizona yes um that if arizona if if arizona doesn't have their pick turn into a lottery pick they'll have arizona's pick yep. it's the same deal with um with the tampa bay uh pick that they got from vancouver right uh in a couple of deals I uh, if, vancouver, yeah. if vancouver um doesn't have that pick turn into like lafreniere the Devils could have three picks in as much as three picks in this first round. Yep. So, they could have they could build up a nice little prospect pool just in the first round of this draft alone. And they already have a pretty
1: good prospect pool too. So. Yeah,
0: they already do. They have Jack Hughes, uh, Nikita Gusev, Nico Kishur yep. on top of, of a lot of other promising guys. Mackenzie Blackwood had a really good year too right. in goals, so um, they're, they're a team, I think, that you, know, you might not see it right now, but I really do believe the New Jersey Devils are a team on the rise. And in a couple of years, we're going to see that.
1: Yep. Yeah. That also reminds me of the Rangers deal with Carolina. And uh, apparently there was like a report that the Rangers could win the Stanley Cup and also get the first overall pick. But it, it turns out that's not the case. Because I guess what happens is they have the first overall pick from Carolina and Carolina has the Toronto's first overall pick. And so the Rangers would get the worst um, of those two picks. So so even if the Rangers lose, uh, beat the Carolina Hurricanes and the Rangers win the cup after, which could happen, um, and Carolina wins the cup, Carolina would keep that pick and the Rangers would take the Toronto pick, whatever that one is. So, um, so that's, that's that issue there, but.
0: Yeah. And I also believe Toronto's pick is lottery protected too. Okay. So, so
1: yeah, there's, yeah, there's to, that too. To add and I also there, got excited for you too, because I thought the Islanders pick that they got, the senators got from Peugeot was, wasn't, uh project uh wasn't lottery protected but it turns out it's top three protected so um which
0: this definitely is
1: so yeah so even like i guess that's a reason for you to not take the islanders because then you would have three picks in the first round um otherwise so that would be pretty cool to
0: it, would, it should also be mentioned that uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, they had uh, this trade with Minnesota so they could get Jason Zucker. Right. Um, that pick will be exchanged this year uh, if the Penguins make the playoffs, which if they lose their play-in series to Montreal, they wouldn't be classified as making the playoffs. So uh. Pittsburgh keeps that pick. So there is a way they can get Lafreniere. Um, and uh, if Pittsburgh advances into the playoffs, the round of 16, then uh, Minnesota would get uh, a first in 2021, not twenty twenty.
1: Interesting. I didn't know that rule. So, wait, yeah. does that mean that if Minnesota wins, Pittsburgh gets Minnesota
0: could, could win Lafreniere if they lose, qualify for the lottery, and win the lottery. They have to do it with their own pick.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I Same with the Rangers. Right, right, that makes sense. I okay. Wait, but okay, so the Pittsburgh the Penguins pick from that Wait, now I'm confused.
0: Basically, if Pittsburgh oh. if Pittsburgh loses to Montreal, they have a shot at Lafreniere.
1: They Got can keep it. their pick. Oh, it and just transfers they have a shot. over to they next have a year. one and eight shot. Got it. Okay. It would transfer over. Yep. Got it. Oh.
0: So yeah, uh Montreal please lose that. Yeah. For your sake, and for everyone's sake, don't let Pittsburgh win.
1: But, I mean, I actually, also, yeah, let, let except Pittsburgh for me.
0: win. Don't let them lose, is what I should say. What
1: I should say is, okay, Montreal loo- lose, but also don't get Lafrenia.
0: <laughs> yeah, if Montreal wins, they
1: lose twice. Yeah, actually, because that would be, probably, that's going to be, be the worst bad, series for Lafrenia. me. Yeah. That's going to be the worst series for me, I think.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I don't want hey, either team getting Lafrenia.
0: 2020 is a very crazy and weird place, and nothing makes sense. So, of course, this is the scenario that has to unfold.
1: Actually, that would be a good topic. I don't think we'll talk about this now, but it is a good – I wonder if teams will try to tank, quote-unquote, to lose out, knowing that they have a chance of getting Lafreniere the next year. Uh, Because I could see, like, a team like Arizona or Columbus – like, knowing that they don't have, or Montreal, knowing that they don't have a good shot of make, winning this year anyways, so they just try to, like, lose on purpose this year so that they can, or this during the playoffs, so that they can get a 1-8 chance of, of getting Lafreniere instead, but, I don't know. It I seems think... like it would be hard to tank, and you put in so much work already,
0: yeah, I think players have too much pride, and yeah. I think especially in Columbus, Torch will be pissed at every single team member if they purposely threw away their right. series against them. I mean, that, I wouldn't he be... expects su- that team to compete every yeah. night.
1: I guess it's like the general it's manager, the management front office wants teams to lose, but I think mm-hmm. the coaches and the players wouldn't, so that might yeah. overrule them. But having said that, I could see the Montreal Canadiens being like, you know what? I want (laughs) Lafreniere. Even the players and the coaches are like, whatever.
0: By the way, I should mention this. Um, Like we mentioned, uh, we alluded to, if the return-to-play format doesn't happen, uh, teams with the 8th to 15th lowest points percentage at the pause of the season have an equal shot, 12.5%, at getting the first overall pick. The teams I know for sure... That have a 66.7 chance of being included in the phase two lottery and how i get to that is they are either in the lottery um there 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 are three ways they can get in the lottery um in terms of points percentage they're not good enough in terms of points they're not good enough so um the teams that i know for sure have a 66.7 percent chance of being included in the phase two lottery no matter what happens with the season if it happens or not are minnesota montreal chicago arizona and florida the only way the teams like the leafs the oilers and the penguins get in is if they complete the play in series and they lose I see. but they wouldn't they wouldn't be bad enough to begin with um just in terms of points percentage alone they would be in the playoffs regardless
1: got it okay so that about does it for us here um it certainly, like, adds a, a special, like, if the playoff, this playoffs wasn't even more special, this adds another wrinkle to it. So, um, I find, I I guess I kind of love chaos, so um, I'm happy for it, but it, it will be annoying if the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, the Penguins, or the Oilers get Lafreniere, um, yeah. or the Blackhawks. So, um yes, yeah, so that about does it for us um you can catch us on soundcloud uh uh Spotify or iTunes our um our Twitter is lace up podcast our Facebook is Lace' em up
0: uh
1: that's it I'm Brett Duboff
0: I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again in episode two twenty six of the Lace em up podcast
1: where we'll talk about the Hall of Fame. um so that that's exciting mm-hmm Unless something more important happens. (laughs) Yes.